Whether it be in the New South Wales Ranges, Riverside and the Northern Territory, above treeline in New Zealand or Colorado, or in the tundra of Alaska, hunting camp is where the best stories are shared. Join me as I bring some of these stories to you, along with tips and techniques from some of the known and not so well known hunters of Australia and around the world. Welcome to Hunting Camp Down Under. People talking, hunters everywhere. Oh, doesn't get any better. It's the only time I like being around people. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know where they found them speakers from. Yeah, oh, it's probably just a Hyundai with the boot up. Yeah, actually, oh, I think Randy's brother or something brought him around from Sydney. There's a subwoofer and everything over there now. Oh, that's just in Cuyugas next door. Yeah, that's Jerry and Brad's videos are going. Oh, righty, eh? Yeah, no. I've been busy, so. Yeah. It's going off. People ever, actually, it's busier in here than what it was yesterday. Yeah, right, this right now. Yeah. It's not as hot. <laughs> no, that's better. <laughs> we're not sweating a whole lot. Well, guys, we're uh, still at the Wild Deer Expo, and I've managed to grab someone I've been trying to get for two days, but he was, he's just he's a salesman of the year at the Boulder <laughs> Creek Archery booth. Toby Hines, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. Good. A little good. rusty. A little rusty, but... <laughs> uh, last good. night, it, yeah, the table's turned a little. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're all right. We're, we're socialising. We've, um, yeah, we've we got up this morning and you know we've had a shower and had a food. It's an, an early morning and an early morning for me, so yeah. it was great. <laughs> and both by choice. Yes, yes, that's right. But uh, now I thought uh, Toby and I've been we've been trying to catch up for a little while now. You meant to come over for work and we're going to catch up. But yeah, back and forth, and then when the commitment came, it was oh sorry, there's no jobs on, we can't. So <laughs> holding off. Toby is the fellow deer master. Oh, I say. wouldn't go that far. No. Nah, master. You've got it now. First week apprenticeship. <laughs> I think we're all apprentice when it comes yeah. to deer hunting, I think. Mate, uh, obviously it's getting near. You've been out and about a yep. little bit. Yeah, I've been getting out. Um, the uh, About this time of the year, they're, they're rubbing out. They're just about now. I've just started to see a few bucks moving into different areas. Yeah. Coming in after they've rubbed their velvet off, left their bachelor groups. Mm-hmm. So I um, hit the mountains, um, hoping to see a, a stray buck moving through the area. But then there's the, the uh, a few of the bucks that come into my area to rut will start to set up their scrapes now. Yeah, others, right. are, others on another block that are residents, they've already got theirs starting established. Set, established. Yeah, okay. they got their pecking order established there, and the bigger boys are starting to set up their camp. Um, but um, my mountain block, they only come in for the rut, so I've been waiting for them, yeah, and, yep. but the, the dry weather, they're, they're holding out, so. How do you find, uh, obviously it's a bit of a talk, it's been a bit of a talk only this weekend, is how dry it is, I mean Victoria's dry too, I couldn't believe driving up from, from Melbourne here, but um, how, how does that affect your plans moving in, you, do you change much up, or you just see how it comes? Well, normally this time I'm seeing a lot more animals, yeah, yeah and I think, but they're hanging out a bit to feed. I've never experienced it before. Sort of, sort of. This, I've had a steep learning curve in this department since since getting the bow and getting a bit obsessed with them. So yep. I've had a steep, and I've, I haven't had any experience in this like a few of the older fellows had. I've, but I've hunted the block for nine years, and and the last few years they'd be there now, yeah, and right. and they're not. There's only a few. So I think the dry that they're, they're hanging out and. And I was talking to a couple of farmers, and they're worried that their sheep won't cycle because of the body fat on the on the ewes. It's that bad, and it and it may be that that bad with the does as well. Interesting. So, no idea on that, and um, whether the bucks know or not. Yep. <laughs> so, I think um, you know, fellow deal between the fellow and the reds, and from my experience, is the fellow seem to be a lot more. Uh, you know, the territory we said you you know you're setting up scrapes, you're, you're going back in to find them in very very similar areas. Uh, the red deer a little bit more. They're going to follow. They'll go to wherever they need to go to find. But yeah. the fallow, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what you know what it plays this year, and you know what feedback comes back. Yeah, um, that's um, yeah. We a few people discuss it. We've discussed the um, mature the mature bucks return to the the similar scrape, the same scrape if they can. Yep. And maintain that the uh, they like to pick on that. The area where the does are, the does don't move, so the big boys will come back to the same area, the same does. They'll be on the fringe of the good pasture where yep. the does are feeding and then bedding nearby. So if that feed's not there and the does aren't there, 
I wonder if they're going to come to the same area or they're just going to know and go to where the does are yep. and they may rut in a totally different spot yeah. to that they have for the last four years or whatever. So yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's certainly interesting. I mean, we're all going to learn a lot out of it too. You know, that, that's what's good when things change up. We, I think we all grow as, as hunters, that's for sure. It, um, I guess on a normal year, on a, a little bit hard to, um, to say this year what they're going to do, but normally... What's your plan of attack if, if you were going to head out next weekend, uh, which being it'd be early March? Uh, what would your sort of first plan of attack be? But normally I'm, I'm going, I've done what I have now. I'm, make, I'm seeing who's about, who's roaming, because they're, they're pretty visual. They're, they're doing their rounds, um, cutting their turf. I know on, on my uh, one particular block they stay at a certain altitude yep. through this the, the dogwood belt sort of thing where the heavy timber is above yep. the, the pasture. And the bucks generally stay up there. The does are still down feeding, so I'm watching that area for the for the bucks to look for potential mm-hmm. or cull heads or or whatever. Checking out where their scrapes are, um, what's getting used the most, where the, the the traffic over a saddle, a certain saddle, because they've got a few really timbered gullies and they they prefer that. So I watch the activity on the saddle between. Um, I also am in this for the reds opportunity for the reds right now they'll move through my block chasing hinds in another yep. area so i'm yep. always looking out for sign for them yeah, but again definitely. this year the, the the sign for the fellow in the reds is there's there's hardly any scrub smashed up so they're not there at the moment but um that was funny because we it's funny so that we not last year the year before it was that really really hot year yeah uh, 16 a really hot rut there was not a lot of feed around yeah you didn't need your thermals um, on no that was for sure i mean Oh mate, you, you need a swimming pool to have a, have a swim after a walk. But um, I found that we we scouted myself and Scotty Harris. We we scouted a block early, and um, and you know we didn't see mid mid March. There was wasn't even a rub. There was nothing. We know they're there. Like, and we went back, and I think we hit it about the 28th of March or something like that. And right where we were looking over those two weeks, it was, it was smashed. Yep. So it was like, okay, did they were we just too early, or you know, genuinely did the you know, did it play a part? Because the year before, Scotty had been in there early March and everything smashed, but it was a wetter year. Yeah. So I wonder if it delays things or they're sitting and waiting or what's yeah, your I wonder take if, on it? if the feed in that, because there's not a, a ton of feed in the in the higher country um, if they haven't any rain. And if, I don't know if they just know and they, they know that if they're going to go and spend two months up there, it's not going to be sustainable. But if there's no feed up there, the does aren't up there no. where normally the does would be up there on that that yep. fringy stuff so um maybe the, the if the does aren't there they won't go there yeah so yeah i mean i you know and we take that back you know listen to the guys that you know hunt the red deer you know like the older guys that have plenty of experience and you can take it all the way back over the elk and all those kind of things um you know they always say you, you got to hunt whether the deer are not where you think they are and i think that comes back in the rut they're rutting for a reason and that's yep. chasing the girls yeah. so you know that um you know you make a good point there as much as we sort of say um, you know they they always run that gully. They always run that gully. If those girls aren't in that gully, yeah, they won't. Probably not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. So with the with the with um and with the rut and the they say a later early rut. Well, whether the rut's brought on, the croaking's not. That's with the technical guys. Croaking isn't the rut. The rut's when the does cycle. Mm-hmm. And there's a the the roof of the mouth. The buck's got a gland that he senses that. And you've heard of um and it, that when that Estrus comes on, they, they're going down uncontrollable, right? You've heard of the, the buck that's sitting on the ground croaking and he's exhausted and it looks like it's, it's, he looks like he's got the hiccups. He can't stop. Yep. He just keeps going. So it just overpowers them. Yeah, they won't rut without that. They'll croak and they'll rub and they'll argue about territory and fight, yep. but they won't rut yep. without that estrus hitting their system and activating it. Yep. Yep. So and and it's been known that they've been triggered by other species as well. Yeah, and they'll yeah. rut over a, a sheep or whatever. I'm not yep. exactly sure, but yeah, they it, that estrus from a different animal trigger a buck to go into uncontrollable rut. So yeah, yeah, I think last year a fella said this this buck's rubbing his head in the ground and he's croaking and he's exhausted and he can't stop it. And there's a doe and he's he's had it. He can't even manage to do the deed. And she's <laughs> um, she's right there, yeah. And she wants him because um, in the fallow world, unlike the reds, um, a doe will choose a buck. So yep. with your 
like you'll hear the croaking going on with the croaking it's an alert it's it's not a dominance thing like this is a this is from the observation and then a few uh, books and reading forums on other people and and sort of correlating a bit so it's all opinion and people are gonna yeah. disagree but generally the the croak is a notifying the girls that I'm here yep. I'm present and so um, you'll get the big big buck he's um, in the high traffic area closest to the does high visual because uh, the, the the fellow is all about there's big palms it's big neck big proud animal and um, it's, it's a visual thing the does have got to see him and and hear him and it's like draw the attention in so it's not saying to the other they're not talking to the other bucks they're they're talking to the girls yeah come here and see me so when one guy's like oh come and look at me and the other buck hears no 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 look at me look at me so he'll yep. croak and they'll no look at me look at me so then they that's why they all start croaking at the same time so yep. one of them if there's only one guy talking to the girls all the girls are going to talk to that one guy yep. sort of thing yeah <laughs> like like that so if you think of the um like that pasture is a nightclub and it's full of girls i love how you put it to a nightclub <laughs> and then outside in the car park which is the fringe yep. and the scrapes is all the guys with their cars they're sitting on the bonnets so you got the <laughs> big analogy's awesome yeah you got the you got the uh the big hard dude who doesn't need to fight and he's that big eight-year-old buck massive set of antlers yeah he's he says, oi, oi, sweetheart, come here. So he'll do a few little croaks. He's got the flash car. He doesn't have to do much sitting there. And then you've got these underlings under him, which are your satellite bucks. And they, they'll do a bit more fighting because they're tussling amongst, they're all about the same level, yeah, tussling gotcha. amongst each other. So they'll be yep. noisy. And then the next guy's in there, yep. all got a similar car around him. And they're, they're, they're arguing over, I'm going to get the next chick. So the... The older does who are more experienced will just go straight up to that and the hot ones will go to that big tough guy out the back and then the, you think the next group of girls will go out to those middle range yep. and then you've got the skinny little little spikes little around, around. XL drivers <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> and the, the, and Sorry to anyone has got an XL. Yeah, yeah they're, they're waiting on the fringe and they'll get the younger girls or the, yep. the great personality girls. They'll yep. get the girls yeah. with a good personality coming out. <laughs> and going to them and then the others will tussle over the, the in-betweenies yeah so if you think of it in a bit like that but then they get into fights over on oh, that nah, she's mine she's mine but you know what it's like um someone's arguing at a pub you can't punch your way into a girl's heart so she's going to pick at the end which yeah. guy she wants to be with it doesn't matter but guys still want to fight yeah it's attitude yeah. The deer, they've all got attitude so do you find that changes uh with deer density does like you know, obviously, the more deer, is there more of that? Or, you know, can you have just two or three bucks and they're still going to do the same thing? Uh, it depends on does, okay. how many does. See, if you've got 50 does and three bucks, it may not even be hardly any croaking. Yeah. They're going to be so busy. Yeah. They're not, yeah, they're there's, not no, there's no arguments. There's yeah. no fire. And there's enough to go around. A, a buck can only service a certain amount of women, yep. the does. They can only service a certain amount in a certain period of time yep. before they stop cycling and they'll, they'll wait that... 28 days or I'm not exactly sure of the number then they'll wait yep. to the next cycle and they'll go again so he'll never one buck won't be able to service 50 girls in the in the first go so yep. there's always going to be that second cycle yeah or that the other buck so yep. the density if you've got five does and five bucks you're going to be on for a show especially yep. if they're all similar age yeah and yep. that'll be uh like Paddy talking about some of the bucks, the, the big buck that he shot, yeah. didn't have to croak much, didn't have, he just stood He's back. Coming all and and there's these other four or five year old bucks just hammering each other. Yep. And, and and he had a, and and then there's the, the does end up picking who they want anyway. Yep. Yep. But um, they're, they're not, if there was a hundred does there, probably wouldn't be as many arguments. There's plenty of girls to go around. Yeah. So like, I had, um, I had a block that I, I used to hunt and, and unfortunately my buddy, you know, he um, finished up management there and, you know, there's no further access but I was back in the, the, the prime days in which I, I made the most of it the best I could but it was interesting as well because it was nearly more bucks than does. Oh, um, that would have been good. It, yeah. w- it, it was pretty awesome. It was more to the point of they actually all rutted within a, I'm going to say a 10 acre patch. Yep. So it was 25,000 acres yep. and every single deer on that block was in a 10 acre patch. So they used to, you know, there was dogwood there, and there'd be a ridge of dogwood. There would not be a patch of dogwood left. They would literally send it to a dust bowl. It was something yeah. really different to hunting, you know, other areas that we hunt. Well, that that situation they call that a lek. 
Yeah, right, so it's, that's when it happens. It it doesn't happen that common because of the I think because they're not pressured into a concentrated environment. But I had one last year, but it only had about fifteen bucks in it. Yeah, this would be probably yeah fifteen twenty bucks or and no, maybe thirty. But they won't. No one to be fighting. They'll just. Are they moving around each other and then the does will mill through them? Yeah, I've got to I'll have to dig some footage out, but they just, yeah, they just mingle. They don't, there's occasional fight. You could rattle, you can do yeah. anything in the middle. Like they just, they look, don't, they don't even No, the, the girls are in there shopping around yeah. the guys looking for the right guy, and all they're intent on doing is parading themselves. That's, so they'll yeah. be croaking their head off, rubbing, pissing everywhere, like yep. going exactly nuts. exactly what's going on. Yeah, so they call, yeah, they call that a lek, and that's what you get in Europe. Okay. In the Hungarian forests and things like yeah, that, right and on. you see okay. that just mud. Yep, it's just mud. So it happens a bit. Um, it probably happens down here, places like Water Valley. May, it may happen when they rut down there because of the high concentration of, sure. of bucks in the one area. Yeah. Um, it happens in New South Wales, like I said. I know a few people have seen the same thing, and yeah. and and I didn't know what I was looking at till uh, yeah. start talking to. Well, there people. you go. I've, I've never heard it, and and I've tried to explain it to a few boys that uh, you know been around the fellow, and they're like, yeah, that's yeah. A bit different, you know, and. And it was interesting because I hunted that for for two weeks. You know, it's been awesome. And it was, you know, take your pick. It was there. Yeah, the first one I shot something that you know I shot a, a monster. The very my very first buck, and it was I haven't even found everyone close now. Yeah. So I've, yeah, I started way too high, but um, and that was interesting too because he was the big boy, but he actually showed the dominance as well. Yep. He was an ang- he just angry. Oh yeah. And he he come over a hill and I sat off his scrape all day. They were in there in the morning. I couldn't get in there, and. Um, and then, yeah, as they moved off, I, I slipped in, sat there, you know, in the shade there all day. And then you just sort of started hearing them going off. And, um, yeah, then he just, I just seen him just coming over this ridge. And he's got about five girls and he's just on the toe. He's just up them. Yep. And then they just ran straight through scrape. And he was like, like brakes on a, on, a, on a race car. He just pulled up on his scrape and he, he literally come to a screaming halt, dusting that puffed up everywhere. And he was in trouble because I was like, I was already sitting off that scrape. Yeah, I knew he was there, and I'd already drawn as he was coming down, pushing his down like that. Yeah, anyway, it was, it so was a good shot, and did the big rodeo kick, and yeah, he was in trouble. But uh, it was interesting because yeah, he was the biggest one on the hill. He's still very aggressive, really aggressive. Yeah. It was, so it was a, and it, look, fellow back then was you know something very new to me. So here I am hunting them all in a. This patch. People wait for that kind of situation. I, I had no idea what we had at the time. I've got to admit, but yeah. but then I've gone and hunted. Uh, you know, caught up with me Humphreys, and we hunted another block, and and uh, you know, here we are walking gullies, waiting for a croak. I'm like, this is just complete flip. And there was as many deer. Yeah, but just you know, they had their little groups up in the trees. Yeah, and they, you'd they just didn't walk need in to fight or argue. Over no, them. you know, yeah. they had a little croaking. Like I was one there, but you could rattle them, and they would come charging. Yeah, yeah. but different again. So it was, and that was all within three weeks of hunting. Yeah, if they um, well, it's it. If they, if there's no girls cycling, it, where they are around their scrape, say, and they're not fixed on that, they're not the big dominant guy. They're a satellite or a younger fellow, and they have still got their scrapes, or there's one used by multiple. They come and one will piss on it, and the next yep. one will kind of get rid of Go it and have it, his yep. own piss on there. Yeah, that they they might be looking. The sign of a clash of antlers indicates it could indicate that they're fighting. Over, over another that. scrape and there's a doe on a cyc- cycling yep. there even yep. though she's going to pick one herself yep. and that's th- the scenario that we're trying when we're ratting up that's the scenario we're actually yeah. trying to create isn't it yeah so back on diverged a bit from there but we had to that. build the behavior before yeah so coming into this first week of march you could start to rattle but i think you're only going to get inquisitive young fellas yep. yeah and then the guys are going to know that there's nothing going on yet yep so a doe to come on to for a day to cycle they need uh, there's something to do with the melatonin levels in their eye and the day length. Okay. That's literally it, and it's right. and as far as is whether or not there's n- it's it doesn't go on like the croaking, the noise. Where every year, regardless of how noisy, how violent it is, there's always babies on the ground. December, yep. it doesn't matter. So, and and so they're they're always they're always going to happen same time of the year. So it runs on day length. There's a I'll listen to our Bob McComb do a talk on it and read a few books and a few other things and they're all saying the similar thing and what, what Bob brought up is great he's, if you ever get a chance to listen to a talk it's awesome yeah, it's awesome yeah yeah check that out um, he um, said there's there's um, documentation on, on animals and species and everything and, and they've documented other than humans behaviour and, and things like that deer are the next most documented right. like 
and they've been around for years and years and years. So if you want any information, it's out there. Yep. It may not be Australian um, and maybe European, but they're the same animals. Yeah, doing the same thing. They're still doing the same thing in different yep. hemispheres. So yep. it's, it's so much, the more you look and the more I look and look and look, there's just books and books and, and podcasts. And addiction. And <laughs> just, oh, it goes silly because you want to want to know so much yeah. about that animal so you increase your chances. Yeah, big time. Uh, of, of, of taking a, a better animal and understanding, and it's interesting. Yeah, it's just interesting. So, so that, so that, that, um, that for that, the northwest, uh, Hunter Valley, New South Wales region, about the eighth of April. Yep. And and apparently within 36 hours of that date, they will start cycling. Yeah, right. There's no so there is actually maybe it's it, just on. It's it. There'd actually a class it's, date. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, then they'll know, right? service what they can, and yep. if they can't get to them in time, the guys will go. And they'll roll again yep. and again and again, the same as a sheep. They'll just yep. go again and again and again until they're soft. Until they fall. Until yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're serviced. So, yep. um, so March, you might rattle, but the big boys know they're yeah. old. They won't. They may so not can, come in, or you'll get lucky. Opportunity, opportunity levels are, are quite high, sort of say March, because you've got may not be a giant like the biggest yep. you're looking for but if you're a respectable buck or someone yeah. just coming in yeah could coming be a good in yeah you've got inexperienced two or three year olds that are going to be yep. inquisitive they don't really they're not in the rhythm yet so yep. they'll hear that and just come in to see what's going on yep. they may come running in because they're excited yeah but they'll still just come in to it's see what's going on yeah <laughs> yeah so you're guys that it's a bit like young Liam woods here he's, yeah he's running around like a young buck Clash a set of um, pig tusks together. Yeah, he'll be getting yeah, woods sure. in. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the uh, yeah, so you, I like last year early on, I went up for a rattle, and I within ten minutes had four bucks come in. They're yep. all under four year olds, so yep. they just got them to walk up, see how far they come before they pick you or smell you or whatever, and then run away, and then turn around and look again, and then run away and turn around and look again. But it, it's fun stuff. It's good practice, but also um, you got to watch with rattling. Because if you get them in young like that, you get a couple of two-year-olds or three-year-olds coming in like that, and they see you, and you rattle the same area again the next day, and the next day, it wasn't up. They'll learn that yep. that particular rattling sound, yep. or even rattling, then then they'll stop coming in because yep. if you shoot and miss, they'll associate that sound with danger. Yeah, okay. So they may stop coming in. May others will just be dumb. Yep. They'll yep. just keep coming. Well, then it comes back to like I've I've been on a block. Um, you know, another friend of mine. We we um, I only have sort of been there once but uh you know i know a lot of, a lot of people helps out a lot of people getting their first year and, and they're that's a block that they they just won't even look at coming to rattle because uh, to be honest, everybody the doesn't the property owner sits there on the on the quad bike and rattles off quad bike like yeah it ain't gonna work you know so it um you know by doing that they're just wised up it's like oh well it's just another another hunter or another human or whatever it may be so yeah you know it's very very rarely will you know once yep. you'll get a younger one maybe come in and be acquisitive or they know that something's you know going through yeah. cycle and like hang on she was just there i'm going to come back and quickly check but yeah. um, i think you've got to be pretty lucky but then other areas that have literally no pressure at all um you know it can, it can work yeah work yeah it'll, it'll, it'll always work for for bucks you'll get them in yep. but it won't be that it can you can rattle a, a giant in but not early you won't do it and um well, you might do it. There's exceptions for every circumstance. Every yep, definitely. But so that that's your early, your, your March, mid March, um, and then also what I do is, like I said, watch for their behaviour. Watch where the, that elevation where they all rub. They're all rubbing the dogwood. Yep. And um, small saplings. So they're really set. They're still set in their ways now. They're not. They're not um, affected by uncontrollable sexual desire. So <laughs> they're just they setting up their turf. Yep. And so you, they're still predictable the same with them when they end the velvet, when they're, they're feeding the same spots, they're sitting in the same paddocks, they're bedding in the same area, watering the same spots. Yep. Path, they take similar path up and between yep. bedding and feeding. So you can pattern the deer now where he's, he'll be doing his, um, if he's in his area where he's going to rut, he'll be doing his rounds of scrapes. Yep. And you may see a little buck, and he's like, oh, I saw a little buck on a big buck scrape. They'll still, right now, it's not important as much. So yeah, that they'll, so they're still going to use it. Yeah, you'll get a little spike to sit down on a big buck scrape, and he's over somewhere else having a scrape or a feed. So it's yeah. not it's not of great importance at the moment. When do you think, uh, just obviously exceptions to the rule, obviously, but when do you sort of say that it's going to start coming uh, a little bit more territorial? Yeah, what date sort oh, of start to switch into? The start of April, they start. That's when you get the guys starting to croak. Yep. And it, I think it's like the weather and everything else because of the, to cool the down, earth. Yeah. So going south, it's different. It, it 
the dates change. Yep. Like you see, guys will be shooting hard velvet, hard stags, North New South Wales, and they're still in velvet oh, in Victoria. Yep. So, yeah, um, it's all relative. And uh, yeah, the start of April, you sh- people hear croaks in February. So yeah. we've heard, but I've heard, I've heard them in the middle of winter. It's nothing to do with the doe. Yeah, it's yeah. so, a croak. You look, it's a fellow. So if there's a doe in that area, but well, now it isn't. But after that April period when they first cycle, Potentially he could be croaking if a girl's in that. The one doe in there, and he's got a whiff yeah. of that cycling doe, and he's like, off. Oh, he's off. Yeah, yeah, can't help it. He's it's done. Just a, it's a, yeah. a reaction. Yeah, yeah, it's called flemming right. when they do it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Don't hold me to that. That's cool. But I think it's called flemming. Yeah. yeah, it sounds a mad word, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and that, that's that, that gland under the, on the roof of their mouth that yeah. sets them off. So, And they... um. Yeah, so the start able to start croaking because they know it's coming, yep. um, and they they're peaking. Hey, yep. blue balls central. <laughs> <laughs> they're peaking, ready to go. And that start that first week before the doe cycle is we found is your best rattling time. Yep. Because there's no one, no one getting any, and they're all waiting for some. Yeah. And they're cranking. And they think they can push someone else off. Yep. So they, yep. they hear that rattle, and it's that one girl, and it just snap, and they'll come in and um, look to see what's going on, especially yeah. if, and this is when you can get a, um, an older buck, is when he's set up his turf and he's got his set scrapes, um, he hasn't seen the does and he's a little bit away or something and he thinks that there's a doe who started on his other scrape. Yep. This is what we think anyway. And so you rattle there to say this buck's fighting over doe that's on his scrape that he's not at, then he'll come in yep. looking okay. for that, hopefully. Yep, yep. And, um, that's so many people are shooting them off rattling. So, yep. and I, I've got a couple of good, good mature deer off off rattling. Yep. Um, and hopefully, all well, the bigger ones. I've seen some bigger ones when they they don't move. They're doing their thing. So, yep. but then that after that, that we well, I found that, and a few other guys I've talked to find that's the best period yep. to rattle for the older fellas, like yep. uh, the four and five year olds. You will get older ones, like I yep. said. There's an exception for everything. Sure. So. Um, if you can find where the scrapes are, where the territory is, and and when you're rattling for them, you don't want them to see you. They've got yeah. pretty good eyesight. Oh yeah, so especially because you've got movement. So you, something to think about is when you call. It's like any any kind of calling sequence for no matter what species. Just remember that you've got them. So if you're the one rattling and shooting, you've yep. got to sit around. Like, you've got to be in a position that you can drop there and draw your bow. So obviously it's awesome if you've got two people. You can you know yeah. set someone up behind you, but just keep that in consideration. Like either get in a bush where you can. I don't know, somehow hide your hands because that white on the back of your hands or any yeah. kind of movement like that, it, it's, you can pick it up in your own eyes, let alone theirs. Yeah, well, so to give the people a, an idea of what they'll, they'll sit in between, I've done it, I, I sit up in the dogwood, um, say 15 metres from a scrape yep. because if they go 10 metres either side of that, you're still within a good you're range to arrow on. Um, deer don't look uphill mm-hmm. most of the time, the fellow especially won't look uphill. There's, yep. They've got no. Uh, big cat predators yep. so they're not it's not instinct mm-hmm. so where the other um, Asiatic species might look uphill because yes. the predator comes down on top of them sure. so yeah the fellow and so you try and get and it's dependent on wind too you've got to make sure you've got at least half of that space where they're Wind's not going to wind you so um, and have an arrow knocked I've done it I've never had anyone rattle a buck in for me it's all solo yep. so I, I knock my arrow I make sure I'm in a, a body position I can shoot because you don't be sitting on a log. <laughs> be on your knees ready yep. or standing with the arrow and the bow resting on a, on a snapper branch off on a tree and have it sitting right there if you're leaning against a tree with the arrow knocked and have your release up on your wrist or yep. you know what I mean or your, your yep. back pressure hanging off the string yep. ready to go and because um, they come in sometimes flat out yeah Yeah. that's the best bit yeah or you'll be there for ages and then you relax and then it just prances in real slow yeah and then you're like ah shit i had i had setting up one day and putting my tripod and it was peak rut there's it was i'm not sure what date probably 10th 12th of april um setting my tripod up and mine the noise of me being there was enough to think that there's another deer there yep. and this buck just comes up behind me. Yeah. Just yep. straight up behind me. It's funny you say that with a tripod. If anybody's seen on social media, I posted that uh, my dad shot a buck like at like three yards or something. It's right in front of the camera. 
and that's exactly what happened. It was thrashing book. We're just walking up the fence. We we're on that place. We're talking about this big big fest, and uh, we're just walking up the track. And all I did was was tink the tripod on a rock on the way up. And Dad's like, "Good one, mate." And next minute, this buck's just croaked off, just gone. Grrr. And I'm like, "Oh, buck," and he's coming. And it, and we just scurried scurried him behind that little tree that broke. And that's all it was. It was a tink of the tripod. Yep. And they were just the same thing. They were just in that mood that didn't matter. He so, was he yeah. was pant and tongue was out as he's coming in. Like it that, was funny. That uncontrollable point too. They're extremely distracted. Yep. And and there's so much going on. We had you wind can be wrong, noisy. Everything. We had yeah. wind wrong. That was both straight at him. Everything. Everything was that deer yep. should not have been shot, and he got slammed. <laughs> yeah, my just, PB buck last year. I sat up off his scrape um, in some privet, uh, back to a log on my knees, and I expected this guy to come along a pad yep. next to me from any direction, and I had the wind coming straight up in my face, so I had myself covered for anything from side on or downhill, and I rattled, and I, I sort of, I'd, I've had bucks fight in my backyard, so I have a good idea what they sound, sound like, like when yep. they're fighting, so I do a bit of a, and I've got a big heavy set, so it imitates sort of a mature yep. deer. Um, on their scrape so I, I did my rattle put it down and I had to rattle once sort of for about I go for about 10 seconds um, and a clash and then a rub yep. together as they're as intertwined like if you if you want an idea and you've never heard it watch YouTube watch yeah, Bucks fighting and there's that bang and then they get locked a bit yep. and they're sliding on each other and then they'll go bang again so just going bang 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 is not yep. what they sound like no, not at all. and tink 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 is a couple of two-year-olds having a play, so yeah. they really if they get into it. If you yeah, they if get you into ever it. heard one, like you can hear it from a mile away. Like yeah. You can know when they they get into it. Yep. I noticed too, like you know, this this is starting to get technical with rattling antlers. I know, but yeah, heavy set, definitely. And if you can have the guards to cover your hands, because man, I don't know how much skin I've taken off oh, the yeah, back yeah, of your yeah, hands yeah. with the antlers because you get it. You got to get into it. Like if anyone ever heard, like they don't just sit there as you said, tink tink. And yeah. I'm sorry, but those little rattling cages, or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. they will get inquisitive bucks in. They'll they'll get inquisitive they have a function, and I've, I've used them. I've, we've brought yeah, them in. But if you're after your big guy who knows his stuff, yeah, it's like he knows. He he can see he's, he's the car guy that sits in the cafe. He can tell you whether that's a carby six cylinder or injected six cylinder, yep, or you know what I mean, straight eight or a V8. He can tell you straight away. Yeah, yep. you won't be deceiving him with the yep. sound. They're so attuned to it. That's, oh, that's yeah. they live for this. They, they live for these two weeks of the year, or, yeah. and that, that's their life. So yeah, that's the they know what they're doing. Yeah. And in and in position with your rattling, as I was talking to you last night, um, it's you're in their house, you're in their backyard. So if you go through, you walk down your footpath every day, or you come out of your house on your veranda, you walk the same track every day. If someone sadly planted a new tree in the yard, you'd, you'd pick it out. Yep. So you're a new shape Next in that environment. Yep. And they, they'll scan their eyes up and you're in a regular shape. So you need to, these, the people, some people say, um, the, not so much of the rifle, the guys say you don't need camo. Why do you need so much? You need to break up your shape yep. as much as anything because you're not a tree. Yep. You're an odd shape and you're not a deer. And you're not a kangaroo, so some people are shaped like them. So <laughs> <laughs> without the tail, but they, yeah, yeah, that that's a big thing. You need to have your, your silhouette hidden, whether it's yep. backed onto a log or a tree. Yeah. The, the end, like the roots of a, a fallen log, are great because it's so confusing. Yep. So, or into that dogwood where the shadows modelled. Yep. And yep. and because it's underestimated. You talk to people who talk about the deer just coming along and they look up, they haven't seen me. They're looking straight through me. The wind's good, everything's good, and they just turn yep. and go around. They don't take off. They just they just know it's not right. It's like, that yeah. doesn't look right. It's going to go this way. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's just that if you get, say you get um, a person who's a bit timid and you're in a quiet town and there's an old dodgy house and the door's ajar, yep. that, they'll go around. You yep. know what I mean? Gonna, that's, yeah, the, gonna that's the go difference. Around that house, like just because that door's ajar, that yep. little factor in... Yep. in that spooks them and they're just like they don't have to walk next to it so they won't yep yep yeah no so it's, i mean and it, it does it really makes sense and and i know when we we're talking about last night i started going through in my head i was like yeah that that probably made sense for that moment or whatever it was yeah it happens you know you get up in the bush why, enough, why didn't they keep coming well, they, they just that, stopped there was nothing there like they had a clear pad all the way i was 20 yards off it but you know yeah yeah, yeah. and i find skylining that's the biggest one and 
it's quite funny. Obviously, everyone knows that you know, being in the states, and and yep, they don't get to do it as much as us. So we hunt all the time, you know, <laughs> pros and cons. But skyline, and it's like them ibex. They see you from a mile, like yeah, mile and a half away. Made it. They sat there and watched these guys crossing ridges. You yeah, know, yeah. Almost like that's just never going to work. But anyway, that's you the way they do it. Five feet down from the ridge. That's all we need to do. Yeah, you know, when. I know, it was pretty too. It's steep. I'll give it to them. You, you know, it's oh, it's like a pain in the ass. That <laughs> top, of times, you top know, few meters. Is yeah, horrible. you know, on top's nice and easy. But but taking it back to your story, you uh, you you PB buck. You said you were sitting right. Yeah, so I was right. sitting right and keep getting out of control. It's, <laughs> it's easy done. It's, it's, we're talking anyway, <laughs> talking crap. So yeah, yeah, sitting there, wind right, and I hear this noise, and it's like forty yards above me, and the wind's just breezes just carrying me up that gully straight away and and I turn my head real slow and I catch some movement in the peripheral and then like shit he's a good buck so I like spun round drew back and as soon as he saw my movement he couldn't pick me out at the log so I reckon he's seen the movement and oh that's where the sound's coming from and he's turned and he I don't know whether he, he wasn't using that scrape whether it was another buck scrape but anyway he's just downhill straight at me well and I've just Pulled back, up steep, I'm crapping up hill shots. Like, I'm <laughs> not going to be no shot, good on yeah. the tar or anything anything <laughs> in the Rockies. And um, it's come straight down and, yeah, I just put all the pins on and punched him straight up underneath, out the top of his back there. Yep. And he, he pumped out. Yeah, he put yep. the sprinklers on yep. and ran out of puff pretty quick. Yeah, he's good luck too. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's, but you um, reckon he was just in that zone that he was just yeah i've got to go like there's yeah. something not right and i'm coming down it didn't matter what yeah. was in his way kind of thing. yeah yeah, yeah. he was he, it was his turf i think his his turf and someone else might have been getting some action in his turf so yep. he was coming into him it wasn't inquisitive it was i'm coming yeah yeah it wasn't yep. an inquisitive trotting yep. or a young yep. black bob in his head yeah it was he was on the run he's on a mission yeah yep. It's, it's still it's it's hard to tell because there's no real does there and that might be why he came in in that particular gully at that point in time there was no does yep so he was wait maybe he was waiting for the does yep. or or they were somewhere else or he thought suddenly there's one here yeah and i'm okay. like i'm in i'm yeah, done I'm someone else that. has got one yep. yeah there's a girl in my bedroom with another guy <laughs> with um obviously you know you mentioned you know like the rattling inclusive bucks um you know you'll go into april that sort of early April, you'll start probably really, you know, focusing on certain scrapes and because yeah. you've obviously already watched them. Is there any time that that ever sort of changes where you you might just do something left field? Like, you know, is there any a time that you can you can or you can go back on a recent hunt that you thought that's just totally left field and it's come off for you? Well, that um, I put that I haven't been sort of like I said I I started for a bit of background. I started hunting fallow I shot my first fallow when I was 15 yep. and for the next 10 years I shot fallow I didn't hunt them I just shot them yep. it was easy to see them and shoot them yeah. so I never went off size age um, I didn't know what the rut was yep. like nothing I was brought up from the age I started shooting when I was 9 and um, shoot without anyone yep. like my old man dropped me off at the gate I'd walk Let's over the hill yep. shoot go Yep. yep, and so I never got taught, so I never knew any of this, so I'm only fresh to the, I've hunted the deer and observed lots of things over the years, and it's only now going through this information, it's all starting to click, yep. all that subconscious background, and suddenly it just accelerated this ski jump of learning curve. Yep, putting it all into practice now. Yeah, yeah, and it's great, so I haven't haven't had the opportunity to change anything, but like, like the second year I hunted the rut with the bow, and I got this big old gnarly, like he's an old buck, um, and... I had to change the game for him, mm-hmm. so he was, he, I decided, um, he was rutting, I tried rattling him a few times, I couldn't get him, I tried to stalk in, but he always knew I was in the area, yep. he'd always go quiet, could never get to him, didn't matter if it was on light or whatever, I'd pull up in the dark, trip my ass all the way down for the more spider webs and scrapes on the face from the dogwood, or, or, or across the gully here last last or yesterday and nah, nah, nah there's a big drop off just there you end up in the bottom on the rocks but so anyway instead of skirting around I just that morning I just beeline straight for him noisy just straight in straight up and then um, so I went as close as I could to a different spot there was a pad across in front of me I was just out of sight and I um, I don't doe call because I'm not the greatest at it so I just make some weird sounds and that's yep. probably why I, oh, <laughs> I didn't get him in but anyway so I doe, I doe called and I tried to imitate 
a, a fight near his turf. Yep. So, and I couldn't see if he had any does or not at this point. I never got that close, and there's a lot of does in that gully with multiple bucks. Um, so I, I hammered doe called a few little, like, grunts, like, um, what, a tending grunt for yep. when a, a buck's tending a, a doe. There's a little grunt. So that with a massive, and then bring on a massive flight, like, yep. almost, yep. like you said, take the skin off, just go for it all, and just nearly break the antlers, smash them together. Mm. And that with, the, I think, I'm not sure, the tending call um, and the, and the bit of doe calling, there was some action. He went from not even being interested for like a week before that to just flat out coming in yeah yep. just head up just bang yep. straight in looking yep. what's going on so what what turned you what made the decision to go aggressive like you were just he nothing was working yeah yeah i couldn't predict it i wouldn't have done it the first day yep. it was only that he's probably one buck i didn't even know him hadn't seen him didn't know what he was just knew where he was and you that knew he kept shutting up so yeah he you, was a smart one you thought he's obviously could be a I, better deer i honestly still don't know that the deer i shot was him okay because i never yeah, saw him yep but the croaking stopped in that spot yep there was no deer there the two, next time two, so two together. yeah so yep. i got him yep. a few a satellite came in before that as well mm-hmm. so and, the, and the, how aggressive he came in um little satellite buck coming inquisitively before that yeah but now i um, am more set on on getting a an older i still want i want a six-year-old plus buck so i've last year i saw a big boy just um other bucks were croaking off their heads and there's this gully with an ice green patch in the middle and the the, the does had come down and, and feed on it and so he after um i actually shot another buck before that and i had him on my pack and i was heading back down through the gully and then back up the mountain to the car and he's just sitting there yep. all by himself on this prominent scrape yep. and i saw him he stood up and he spun around because i was just marching back to the yeah. car and looked at me I'm like you're you're, you're doing the beer march yeah you're mine yeah I'm like come back so I come back a couple of days after that um couldn't spot him but this year my idea for that is it's a real problem because it the thermals and wind yeah one minute it's you can't come in above them because yep. they smell you and as soon as that sun breaks the horizon if you're below them yep. they'll smell you so yep. really and I work my butt off, and I'm not pretty. Much, I'm not going to set much else. Yeah. But if anyone like just just newbies coming into sport, when we talk thermals, um, so obviously early in the morning, generally your thermals are dropping down, so the cooler area is coming down, um, and that can happen late in the afternoon. The you know the wind will be growing up a gully, yeah, for 95% of the day. The sun drops behind the clouds. Um, generally, the thermals start dropping. They'll come downhill. So it's the afternoon. As the night comes, obviously it's a cool night. That. So what we're saying is that, you know, you've got to be careful on your entry point to some of this country. So, yeah, he's in the gully, and, yeah, it's beautiful. You're walking up the gully, wind's in your face because that's actually just a thermal dropping down. It's not actually the wind direction. And as that sun starts peaking up because we, we need light to see what we're doing, as that sun comes keeping up, it's going to shift, and nine times out of ten, it's going to go up the gully. Yep. So you've got to be really, really careful of how you're approaching that and... Um, if, if you know the wind's going to be going down the gully as well because it's a strong nor'easter or whatever it may be, you're probably going to be okay. You'll stick with it, but yep. you, you do have to yeah. be careful. I, that's why I love hunting a southerly. Yep. A southerly up so home is just roaring consistently in the yep. one direction. So, yep. And saying that, I and that was part of the learning curve. I never, it wasn't even a concept. I never bought, I, I hate reading. I hate reading. <laughs> like I've got, I just read a fellow book where yep. someone's probably the, there's probably, I've filled one hand now. I can count to five fingers on how many books I've read in my life. <laughs> At least you count to five. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll get to ten soon. But um, I don't read, so I never read a lot of magazines. I got handed a, a truckload of um, pass-down shooter, sporting shooter mags when, sure. and bundles of them. But So I was never in the industry. I'm, I'm a newbie as far as that's concerned. Yep. And, and, and it wasn't until um, I sort of ran into Pat tidings at boulder creek because he lives 10 minutes up the road um and i'd started in the bow and then so no one around really that would hunt with me i never had anyone to hunt with a lot of solo hunting probably 95 percent of it and then and then um ran into pat and then we got talking and turns out we've hunted the same block for five years so <laughs> never ran into radio. <laughs> next thing you know we'll, we'll go out and hunt together yeah and um i didn't know about thermals i, I was a rifle shooter yep. and and it's not taking away lots of excellent rifle shooters, oh. but I never needed to worry. Exactly. Yep. I just... It's only a close quarter thing, mate. 
yeah, majority yeah. of the time it's 100 yards under. But I'd, if the thermals were wrong with the rifle, I wouldn't see the animals yes. to shoot them. Yeah. And I'd never know that they were there. Yeah. Yep. So um, I'd, I'd go and walk a ridgeline, and it was always the predatory thing, that natural instinct to get above something if you're going to attack it. Yep. It's all everything. It's just in you to, yep. to get above something. So I'd always get above something early morning, get up yep. above them. Wings. Thermal's no, coming down. There's no deer here. That's yeah. because as soon as I'm on top of that ridge, as soon as that thermal hits me, it takes me another five seconds to get to the, the peak. But my scent's already down there and they're already walking away. So yeah. I never knew any of that. And, and then once he said it, it's like, bing, <laughs> the light bulb, light bulb jumps off. <laughs> and it's just, and, and I, I don't feel dumb because I haven't been exposed to it, but it's, it's one of those things like, why? It's not. Why didn't you think of that? Yeah, and, and I've had that comment said to me quite a few times. Oh, you know, I've only just started or, you know, and oh, I didn't know that. And I was like, it's not. We've all been there. Yeah, people yeah. don't like and to I'm, admit it. They don't want to look small. Unless you've shown, yep. you're not going to know. Like these things, you can sit there for I don't care how long until someone says that's a thermal and it's going to drop. Yep. I didn't know. I did all my youth bow hunting as, you know. Chance. <laughs> yeah, it was just that's like, it. it was like, oh, yeah, got that one. Oh, I've seen three boars run up the hill. Oh, I wonder what happened to them. Must have been a kangaroo. All the roos, everything. Yeah, going. yeah, like, yeah. Oh, geez, someone must be over the other side. Yep. It was me the whole time. But yeah. you just don't know until someone no. says something to you. So and and that's, I, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. This is why you're doing this. And then the guys running magazines and... Um, let it out yeah. like i i want people who um guys who only get to hunt a week or two of the year there's people there's a bit of a culture of taboo like they don't want to tell you secrets of how to hunt mate you've got a property you've got access you've got deer yeah. and you get in a week to do it i'll help you in any way you can yeah yeah so like i don't you i want you to enjoy that experience the most mm. so that you'll preach we get positive light yep everything great happy and then Instead of hiding and creating a little bit of resentment between people because you're secretive or you're, um, you're not telling people, yeah. but this is this, you've got to talk to people. People don't know. Yeah. They don't know about, I didn't know I'd hunt for 15 years. I didn't know about thermals. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It happens. I mean, and to be honest yeah, as obviously we're at the expo and, and uh, you know, last night at the pub, you know, I think we probably had, there was probably 90 to 100 bow hunters there. I think it's a Facebook reunion. It pretty much was, yeah. yeah. Met everyone, and I don't know, I don't know where all the other hunters were. Like, yeah, yeah. Hardly a rifle hunter. You know, we got a lot of walkthrough traffic, I assume, locally. But there's just a massive bow hunting crew here, and it's just like it, a big it, gathering. Yeah. Do like, you know that guy? No, he doesn't bow hunt. <laughs> yeah, it was like that, wasn't it? It was, uh, and but the best thing was, you know, you can hear the stories flowing, and you know, yeah, New, the, Zeal- the, the, New Zealand's high topic, you know, and you see a photo of someone's animal and then you get sit down and have a chat about the full story yeah and learn something yeah they'll it, tell you some little just like, one little tiny little yeah thing yeah or like, this well, happened or this happened it's like great i'm normal yep yeah <laughs> i've done that so i didn't just walk up and shoot that. it yeah, yeah yeah and and you know and i always say you know if you spend enough time in the scrub those opportunities will happen one will just yep. step out in front of you and yep. it'll happen like and we work towards them when we take them when we can yeah but nine times out of ten you're going to work hard for it and you know I think both ways, it doesn't take, you know, both ways are successful. Yeah. Uh, you know, yep. you get that lucky one, take it. You know, because yeah, the yeah. next 10 are going to be tough. So that's, that's that, that successful time in the bush. And this is, this is why, um, and all this talking to so many people, that's to get, that's how you get it, all the information. Yep. This is what we're doing now. And that's how I get, got to getting yep. where the point where I am now, where I know this, like I said, this season, I know that that, Mature buck's going to be on that scrape. Yep. And I know how I've got to walk into that gully. And I know I've got an hour and a half of twilighty sunlight. Because the, yep. the sun's going to be up, but it's going to be behind the mountains. Yep. And then I'm literally, if I want to save my stalk, i just got to walk away. Yep. i leave, walk halfway up and come around, come wait on the side till yep. I see the sun hit and come in on top of them. Yep. And, yep. and, and, and that's all... Not rushing, but knowing, yeah, a yeah. bit of information, knowing bit of patience. Thermals. Yeah, bit of patience. Oh, you know, patience are hard one, especially when they're going yeah. off the head. They only give it out in little doses, so oh. you've got to accumulate it. <laughs> you know, you hear that buck going off, and, and uh, I had a great chat with Rowan, Rowan Walker yesterday, and he said the same thing. He's like, you either got to go, if you got that, but he said you've got that, yeah, 15 minutes, 25 minutes, you've either got to commit and go, or don't go. Just yep. sit there, observe, watch where they go, and work out another plan. He said, you, you can't be in two minds. So he said, the patience is, 
do I go on? And you, you don't, you're not born, well, some people are born with it, but every bow hunter will tell you when they're starting, don't feel bad if you're rushing shots and no. you're missing. I've, I've got, it's not target panic because I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not panicking, yep. but my subconscious still goes through a series of events yep. which creates a rush shot. Yeah. And no, I, I can still do without, but I'm, I'm still still rushing on a few things and I've got to get on top of that. But don't think, yeah, it, it's hard not to rush. And sometimes you can't help well, it, but you've got to train yourself out of it. A lot of it comes from, it. too, is we wait for so long for the rut. And, anticipation. You know, the anticipation kills us. And it's like, we're here, it's happening, this is my opportunity. And I've got to take it, yeah. you know, because I, yep. I, I, I want to harvest oh, this mate, big buck or whatever. You know, it's just... It's, it's me every day. It, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's hard to, to pull back from that. And I've been there, done it. You know, I've had great boars that, you know, I've shot it, smacked it. It's been right next to the biggest blackberry bush you've ever seen. I should. I was the only way I was going to get him back. He was going to dive straight back into that thing. Yeah, and yeah. Be gone still forever. did it. Yeah. yeah, I still shot it. But there's that, man, there's that, that thought. My biggest problem was, and um, it's funny you ask... When I first, when I first hunt, I went out with Pat. I was so nervous because he's a guru sort of thing with with mountain hunting. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. And he's a machine, on, like just outrun you. And um, at first, I shot up his house to shoot, and I just missed the target cube at ten meters. Yeah, straight over the top of it. And then again, and again, and I'm like, he's like, calm down, calm down. Then I hit it. Anyway, we went out and we watched these red deer. Um, and now we never settled on he, it was a 10 pointer not, not quite big enough so we chased these boars we'd been watching and a, and a sow came along and I'm like they're going to run away that's my thing yep. was subconscious been there. Still they're just going to run away yep. so I'm like oh we've got to shoot this sow I'm not afraid that this story's like I'm not afraid to admit this anyway like I line this I said oh the sow's in front of us like right between us and this good boar that um, like I'll just shoot the sow and she's far enough away she'll squeal and die and run the other way and his head's down in the tussock he's feeding we should be okay i'll miss but she runs away anyway so we just keep walking <laughs> then we get the boar and again same situation he's going to see me yep. he's going to see me oh i'm standing out here in the open at 12 or 13 or whatever it was he's going to see me rush the shot perfect head shot straight through the temple oh. like just poleaxe this yep, thing as it will and, then, and it was rushing and, yep. and that was the start and then I, I know I'm doing it Everyone, yep. knows, some people don't they're in a bit of denial and I was for like I know I'm doing it now yep. but it's that whole it's going to run away but you'll never I've never regretted letting down no. or letting an animal walk I never regret it Yep. it doesn't worry me even if it's a big deer and someone else shoots it mm. it doesn't worry me because I would rather that than that gut wrencher feeling of oh. it running off with an arrow in it yep yeah um, or disappearing or you're, you're, you're bad shot and you're injured all those all those scenarios as soon as you let down or don't even draw back because you're, you're waiting for that right shot yeah there's no room of that that yeah uncomfortable yeah uh, the mate, human feeling of a bit of remorse or yeah. you know what i mean mate, i feel you know obviously diabetes hunt it's exactly that and, I, and i've covered that it'll come up surely but um you know to to be on such a big hunt and all that kind of stuff and be within six inches of a shot you know um, all because I can't take an ethical one. You know, I've got one rock that covers me you know, yep. with, with about six inches and then I'll walk away, uh, hunt for another two weeks and come home with nothing, you know, and I'm happy with that. I made that decision then on yeah. the spot. I, you know, I didn't have to look for it for three days or, you know, he didn't go through anything stupid. It, it walked away, it blew out, you know, eventually seen me and blew out. So it it takes a bit to get to that point. Some people, as you said, are born with that, that patience, yeah, you know, not that but worry. it's age, growth, time in the bush. Everything, yeah. And, you, and you've got to use that on the fallow. Yeah. It's hard, when you, hard when you start. Like, you know, you've oh, never shot anything and but everybody's posting pictures of big bucks and you're like, yeah. oh, there's this big buck in front of me. This is me time to shine. Like, And we shouldn't be critical of people that... that uh, do that and admit it yeah. it's got to be supportive definitely you know, well, you know doing this and sharing that info same thing yeah. we've been there we've done it we've rushed it we've yeah. lost it you know we're not where we are because we yeah. we just you walk straight in where you are I'm not yeah. anywhere I'm just I just like hunting and I've got access I can't I only shoot those big animals because they're there yeah and that's if they it, weren't and, there I wouldn't be able to shoot them a lot of it is um, you know access helps um, oh. it's very different from the states where the public land and 
you get your tag and, and that's why you know it's so much more prevalent over there because everyone's in an even playing field when they're out there it's just how far yep. you want to take it or who wants to get in quickest exactly yeah, that's so on too. 17 different trail cameras that elk but oh, it's who's going to get to him first that's another world that that blows my mind that stuff you know and i look i'll be honest but they're, they're all equal they are they all have the opportunity i apply over there for units that they can't do that with because after those units over there they can name the bull oh Joe blow spot dicky you know shot yeah, dicky yeah. the bull and it's like stuff that I want to shoot something no one knows about yeah um, but you know not everyone's like that but it's, it's like back here you, you know we hunt country you know we all hunt fringe country if you want to say that you know certain areas hold great genetics or whatever and we're just you know we might have access to a side block and you just hope and praying that that thing's going to yep. come flying through you know and it, it, it's tough you know it took me a lot of years you know I'll get messages about oh how do I get access and it's like you gotta work on it yeah you know getting access is just like learning to shoot a bow it's something that takes time you know you gotta talk to people and you know I've been I've covered this before you gotta do the right thing by people and loyal and all that kind of stuff and it gets tough sharing sharing camps with other guys even yeah. if you don't shoot yep. mate can I just tag along and experience the rut I don't, yep. don't want to shoot anything um, can I just come and experience you know and that, that can help you you know and uh, having that more time in the scrub once you do get that sort of you know that opportunity at a good block you're going to make the most yeah, of it yeah I, I, I am lucky I grew up um, in the top end of the Hunter Valley so I'm in the cream of the you are the country <laughs> and, and I've got and family yep. and, and long time family friends yep. um, farms neighbouring farms I've had and getting access is really hard but when I go out say this year I said to a couple of fellas I've, I've got access to a block uh, next door to my main block and it's always got pigs on it so I go out and you don't you don't need to tell anyone about it but shot multiple sows yep i need to shoot them i yep. need to tell the farmer we're going to prove to him that i'm shooting they're those animals shoot them or do something to them like they're going to yeah. get rid of them if i go there 15 times and don't kill anything and someone else comes in and says oh we want to hunt oh we bump toby off we don't need him yep. he's not killing anything yeah but if i ring them after every time i've gone on and yep. said i've got three pigs yep um and yeah i don't even take photos mate i just yep. shoot a sow yeah, drop them on the ground. So if you're a trophy hunter and you want boars, yeah, you're gonna keep numbers down. You shoot a sow. So yep. it's, anyway. ma it's management. It is, and, you know. and, and that helps with maintaining the access, which has got the animals. Yep. And like I said, you can't shoot what's not there. Yeah. So even if you're competing with, um, you see guys knocking heaps of deer off. They might have hundreds of deer on their property, mm. and they got, and you've got none. Well, we know areas now. You know, they're unfortunately they're at a point that you know they're they're poisoning them and shooting them and yeah. all that because they're just out of control and it's causing other issues you know they're they're sort of saying no I've, i'm not allowing access access because i'm i've got such and such coming here and they're just wiping them out so the whole opportunity is lost because the numbers are too high yeah that, that's that, gone in a, a complete reverse way yeah and that's what they've lifted the the um dpi's lifted the restrictions on a lot of areas up home they've lifted the restriction and um you it's the same with deer i, I bow hunt but i rifle hunt and i'll and if I ask the owner, do you want me to go out there and just shoot them? Yep. And it's yes, mum and dad do too, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's your parents, so it doesn't count. Yeah. And, um, but... I just do it. You yep. just have to. Yep. So you go and shoot them. So yeah, that's that's you know, that's. I know yourself. You, you know you you throwing them in the freezer and all that kind of stuff. Whether you oh, eat yeah. yourself or eat lucky they taste the good. Or yeah. it doesn't matter. You know it's getting utilised in in most most times. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not, sometimes they're just too much. But well, there's there's properties that um, the same down here with uh, samba culls and 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 the same with pigs and everything else where they shoot hundreds. Yep. They shoot hundreds. Yeah. Some people can't grasp the concept. Yeah. But you've got to shoot more deer some people I've known a guy got kicked off a place because he didn't shoot enough deer yeah not yeah. his own fault he it's, didn't a, it's, a, enough, it's, a, it's just a hard line and I think that's where you just got to probably be talking to your owners and say look what, yep. what you're expecting you know well, so, well mate I don't want them here well you've got to take that into consideration you know and you, unfortunately you've got to do what they ask you know yeah um, and it's that that's what that's what you have to give sometimes if you You've got, they want you to shoot deer, you're going to have to show them. Yep. And do it. Take yep. the sacrifice. Definitely. Just take Definitely. a rifle out, knock a few deer in the head for yep. them. Yeah. Well, mate, I've got to catch a plane. So, uh, <laughs> already, we'll have yeah, to kick it's off fine again. But, um, you know, I think we might catch up following yeah, the Yeah, we might have to and, follow uh, this one. See what yeah. any of this kind of stuff, how it played it's out. It's a very scattered conversation. It's a good one. <laughs> I love scattered conversation. It was probably better than last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know, who knows where that went. <laughs> we, 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 got, we got to the, the point where they're rutting and they're on the scrape, so we'll kick off some, finish it off. I'll yeah. be over the coast. I reckon it'll be good. Yeah, it, uh, 
you know, following that, I reckon it'd be good to just see what this draw has done and, yep. and, and how yep. you found it. It'd be a good way to close it yep. up, and, and then yep. we can probably talk winner bucks. Yeah. Yep. Whole nother I gotta conversation. Get, I gotta get a few more of them. Yeah, yeah. they're good. They're good yeah. fun. So they're a lot harder. So. Well, Toby, thank you, mate. I'll let you get back to the booth. Yep. Go and sell some stuff. Good on you, man. Yeah. See ya. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Hunting Camp Down Under podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hunting Camp Down Under. Send me a direct message with any general questions or further information on any of the topics that were discussed during the podcast. Or if you have a great story to tell and would like to share it, be sure to hit me up. I'd love to have you on the podcast. You can also email me at huntingcampdownunder at gmail.com. That's it from me this week. May the hunting gods be with you on your next adventure. Bye for now.